Welcome back to Master Your Mansion, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansen. Hello. We're talking about various ways to put your family in your hospital, if that's what the goal is. <laughs> and there's a lot of them. This is kitchen safety tips and tricks. Yeah, the tips and tricks are to hopefully keep them out of the hospital as opposed to in, right? For sure. So when I was a, I want to say a monster, but we'll go with Munchkin. A Munchkin? Because I'm still a monster. <laughs> of course, I started I playing with the electrical plugs that were there on the wall there in the kitchen. Right. And my mom quickly said, don't play with that. I do believe that. Which means play with that. <laughs> So I would get a fork, and I quickly discovered that the fork, you couldn't actually stick the fork into the electrical plug because there was four prongs to it, and the electrical plug only had two. So I bent a couple of them back to shove that fork into the electrical wow, plug. Wow, you were desperate. I was desperate. For yeah. a shock. Could have something to do with why I have the hairstyle that I do now. <laughs> But I did manage to get that fork into those plugs just to see what would happen. And it was spectacular. <laughs> I got this oh, uh, big word. old spark. You know, there's the burst of light and the sound that goes with it. Man, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. And, of course, you know, there's the plume of smoke that happened after I managed to succeed in my journey. And, of course, I got shocked. And it was just a great experience did all around. Did it knock you down or anything like that? Uh, no, but I did get an education. And, you know, it was a lot more, let's say, effective in getting me to not do it again than my mom saying don't do it. <laughs> so, you know, as the homeowner, I, I just want to have you be aware, you know, kids our kids. They're going to do all the things that we don't want them to do. So if we can take certain steps to help them be perhaps a little bit more safe, we'll be a little bit better off. Now, in the electrical department, there's a couple things we can do. One is the GFCI plugs. Have you seen those? I have. I have one in my bathroom. It's it's quite annoying, actually. They are annoying. Well, <laughs> and they are annoying sometimes for a good reason. Right, um, right. I'm guessing when so. When you're saying it's annoying, you're, I'm guessing that it pops. Is that right? Constantly. Like, I'll go in there and I'll turn on my blow dryer or my straightener. It's like, not working again. It's not working again. And then, I, you know, reset, start over. Oh, and then the temptation is to just take it out and put it on GFI plug in. I haven't done that yet, but every now and then it's pretty frustrating. Sometimes I just can't get it to work and then it'll work fine. Yeah. So there's a couple things that are potentially going wrong there. One, maybe it's just a bad GFI plug and you replace that GFI with another. Mm, maybe that's what I need to do. And that's probably step one. And if that solves the problem, you're golden. But if that GFI is popping because there is a problem, mm -hmm. then your house starts burning down. Right. Especially if you take the GFI out. You know, if there's that short that the GFI is trying to protect you from, then the next thing is the house starts burning down. Mm, okay. Well, I won't do that then. I mentioned this in other segments. I did an inspection for a lady who used to play Frisbee with me and... There was actually a black stain on her <laughs> sheetrock underneath where the electrical plug was. Oh, wow. And what was happening is that wire was getting so hot that it was burning the sheetrock next to that hot wire. So that's a warning sign. You that have any black streaks definitely below your outlet. Sign. Watch that out. That sort of thing can happen. There's a temple in a town that's closer to you than me, but in this valley... At the time, it was a tabernacle. Now it's a temple, and that thing burned down because of electrical Ooh. issues. 
That's an amazing story, actually. Yeah. So I want to have electrical, especially in your kitchen, be on your radar as something that can go wrong. And it's, again, it's very simple to fix. So where you're doing the blow dryer and you're having to often reset that GFI, yeah, something's wrong. Is it? If replacing the GFI doesn't do it, you've got a short that could be ugly. And it's trying to tell you, hey, Heidi, you know, Mm. I'm trying to burn this house down. (laughs) Yeah. So the short could be beyond the GFI. It could. It could also be an indication that maybe you have half the house wired up to this one circuit, which often mm. happens when you've got homeowner wiring. Right. And if that's which happening, again, you can... Electrician wiring. I mean, in fact, the, a reliable electrician is the one who installed that GFI for me. Okay. So maybe it's just old. Maybe it just needs to be redone. That's that's possible. Hopefully. I mean, you know, high-maintenance people like me that spend a lot of time doing our hair, we wear out the outlets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need you to to keep recording with me, Heidi, so we've got to keep you safe. (laughs) Extension cords, quite often I will see in bathrooms, especially in the older homes, where maybe they only had one plug or maybe they had no plugs in the bathrooms. And so people start using extension cord wiring or daisy chain wiring, or maybe they run a plug from the nearby bedroom so they can do their blow dryer in there. If this is the case, you've got an unsafe set of conditions. So extension cords aren't safe? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah, they're not they're, they're not safe for a few reasons. One is that the bedroom has its own set of demands on it. Another is that people are liable to be tripping over the cords. Mm, okay. They don't have the water protection feature of the GFI plug, right? Right. Yeah. All of those or things. Or GFCI, excuse me. Yeah. All of those things are true. So basically, if you're having to use extension cords anywhere in your house, it's an indication that you've got some wiring to do to be mm. safe. Okay. Okay. Outlet covers. You know, as a home inspector, I despise those things. They're annoying. They really are. You know, imagine being the home inspector, and this home has... Let's say 100 plugs with 100 outlet covers, <laughs> and I've got to remove every one of those freaking things so that I can test every one of those plugs. You should give bonus points to the people that do that, though. I mean, you can tell that they're cautionary. Oh, yeah. Right? It still pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give them some bonus points. <laughs> That's what they're yeah, there to do. <laughs> sometimes when I get tired, I'll just use my flathead screwdriver, and I'll get in behind those things, and I'll flick them off, and they'll go flying all the way over to the other side of the room, and it just reflects how I feel about those You don't gouge their outlet covers, do you? No, I just wish I could stab (laughs) something. But no. So much as I despise them as the home inspector, uh, it's always a very good idea. Because then you don't get little six-year-old kids like me that go stabbing these plugs with the fork. At least it's a little bit more difficult, right? Yeah. Slows them down. Slows them down. Then we have the cabinets. And in this case, you know, I wasn't the cabinet climber when I was a kid. Cabinets, yeah. But one of my kids were. Yeah, I've got a few of those. For example, there was a bedroom where it had this ledge at about seven feet up. Yes. And those kids would bring in a chair. They'd stand on a chair. Then they'd stand on the doorknob. Yeah. And climb up to the top of the door where from there they would get up to this ledge. And then they'd just dangle their feet over the edge. Oh, well. And imagine having that sort of a scenario with cabinets. Cabinets are so much easier because you've got all these intermediate steps. you do. So it becomes a ladder sort of an issue. And in addition, maybe you've got, I don't know, Clorox in there. You've got, you know, chemicals of whatever nature 
And we've got to protect the kids from that. And so we talked about cabinet, this. In, cabinet latches for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this in the household hazmat section, but it applies in the kitchen safety as well. you got to be very careful where and how you store your household chemicals. And I mentioned the knobs you choose also, because the ones that do have the piece that sticks up vertically really do catch on to clothing if you've got young children that are getting up on the counters and jumping back down. Uh-huh. The vertical sections and, you know, then you got to watch out for... Vertical ends of the cabinet knobs. Right, yeah. Uh, so to paint Pulls. that picture again, let's say that you've got the knob. Maybe it's at the interface between the front and the top of the oven. Is that what's happening with yours? Well, for example, I have a vertical placed handle. Uh-huh. Or, uh, I guess it would be called a handle, not a knob. Handle uh-huh. pull. Okay. And it's vertically placed, and there's like a, almost like a fence post sticking up on the end of the cabinet. Uh-huh. Well, I had children that would jump off the edge of the counter after climbing up into the, onto the counter. As they were jumping down, this knob would catch on their shorts. And literally, I had one child that, that it caught their shorts and literally threw them back, oh, head dear. back. And finally, I replaced my knobs, my handles. But yeah, I, a lot of the I new trends look I imagine a scenario where it caught their shorts and then they go head over heels or head under heels, as the case may be, and then they land on their face on the floor. Well, that's kind of what happened, only, you know, not quite that not quite that smoothly. I mean, it wasn't a direct hit on the head, but it literally did throw them back, tore their shorts, hurt them. You know, they obviously had a couple little boo-boos here and yeah. there. But they actually can be pretty dangerous if you have children that aren't really good about just subduing themselves and staying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> children subduing themselves? Yeah. Yeah, mine weren't too good at that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> don't know any kids that do that either. <laughs> and in the hazmat category, yeah, you've got to take a look at what is being stored, how protected it is, you know, whether you've got maybe some child safety locks, whether they're reliable, and, you know, if the door is likely to actually lock each time. If you've got ammonia or, you know, whatever the chemical may be, the question is, how comfortable am I with little Johnny getting into this? And, and hazmat, what is that again? Tell us again, because I know yeah. I know what it is now. Hazmat is hazardous before. materials. Hazardous materials. Thank you. Mm. Doing your job as always. <laughs> Being the peaches and cream where I'm the bull. <laughs> and you're the graham cracker. <laughs> <laughs> also, in the kitchen safety department, we've got leaks. Now, I just did an inspection. Uh, this one was probably, I'm going to say, yesterday morning. And I always leave the kitchen sink on for a while so that if there is a leak, it becomes painfully obvious. Hmm. And sure enough, we found one right there underneath the kitchen sink, and it was dripping, and it was a fairly heavy flow. Me being the old guy that I am, I was just ready to write up that there's a leak underneath the kitchen sink. Right. And the guy that I'm training, he is younger, and the buyer wanted to know where it was. And I'm going to convict myself here, but my thought as the home inspector was, there's a leak, have a plumber fix it. But they wanted more information. They wanted to know what was leaking. Right. And so uh, my buddy, who is much younger and more aggressive than me, he gets his head under there, and he starts digging, and he spends a few minutes there, and he actually identified two different leaks. Really? You know, I guess the uh, moral of that story for me was that you can always be surprised even when you think nothing surprises you anymore. So what was it? What were the leaks? Uh, In this case, one was the interface between the basin and the sewer drain, Mm. and the other one was at 
a water filter. Ah, both fairly solvable. Yeah, both quite solvable. You know, it just goes back to one of those rules of thumb is that you know, you want to just do your homework and make sure that, you know, if there is a leak underneath there, that A, you're aware of it, you know, and you're not just allowing mold to happen. Right. And then B, call the plumber. They master their job, don't they? Yeah, they are masters of their masters trade. Of their... Uh, are we going to talk about disposals? Are we skipping well, over that? Let's talk about disposals. Let's do it. Actually, I had a good story about disposals. Well, let's Actually, not skip no, it. No, I was thinking of trash compactors. I had a oh, good story about okay. trash compactors. There was a lady yesterday who was telling me that she had mice in her house, and they were getting in from the backside of the compactor oh, and wow. getting into the food that was in there. Oh, my word. And, you know, the thought occurred to all of us at the same time, just compact the food while the mice are in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I guess they were faster than that. Oh, <laughs> Clever little beasts, as we said before. Yes, they are. <laughs> Very clever. So there are some downsides to having the compactor. You know, you want to get one that is perhaps a, a bit better sealed than this one. But, you know, that particular lady was talking about a compactor that I believe was installed, I'm going to say around 1985-ish. Wow, wow. So you've got that where your compactor is feeding the local mouse, mouse oh population. Oh, that's actually what happened down here where you found the, the mice in this studio is I was throwing my green shake in my garbage can and the mice were appreciating me for that. You were nourishing them? I was nourishing them. <laughs> All that good green food? So then you've got the disposal that, you know, obviously if they're old, they're going to leak. I can't tell you how many of those I've seen leak. And then you've got rotten mold going there. Also, you know, I talked to a plumber once after my disposal was going south a number of years ago and he basically said that there shouldn't be disposals you know because of the things we put in there oh yeah like the potato peelings and the carrot peelings and the cucumber you know all those things that we just figure the disposal will make them go away right he says you really shouldn't be doing that to your sewer line really because you know all those hard solids they get trapped in your sewer line, and then they just cause problems. Well, I know I had problems when I put too many potato peelings in there. I don't put my potato peelings in there anymore. I right. Them in the, I throw them in the trash. If you do the whole organic compost pile thing, then I guess that's a good way to get rid of those. But disposals are sure nice to just yeah, wash I, down I, a few bits of pieces I agree. And, and so I guess the moral of the story is just be a little bit careful about what you throw down there. Grease also. Oh, I've heard that's terrible. Uh, I know some people who uh, believe that you can just put grease down in your sink and run a little bit of hot water and it'll run it all the way to your city sewer. Not so. It gets a few feet down and then it just starts blocking and then you've got to pay somebody to fix your sewer line mm. every year or so. And that's never pleasant to have Not to write a, a $100 check to some plumber or 150 or whatever he's going to charge. So don't put grease down there either. But you'll know if you do have that disposal and it's starting to grumble and wobble, it's time to replace it. Yeah, personally, I would recommend something that's not a quarter horsepower. It's just not enough. <laughs> you know, and they're go, not for, go for the half horsepower. Yeah, the, the bigger ones are not that much more expensive. No, and they're so much better. And it's such a pain to replace those unless you want to pay a, you know, the plumber his money to do that. So, yes, that goes back to your favorite quote, that the yeah. 
pain of the additional prices. The bitterness of low quality lingers long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. I'm pretty sure you've got that little phrase memorized, Heidi. I had to use it a lot when I was married. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. MasterYourMansion.com. And finally, and as always, be yourself because Heidi's already taken and there's only one of her and, and nobody else can be Heidi. Which is probably a good thing. 